Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. First, let me tell you uh, a little bit about Rough Green. You know, I'm just, I just said that, and I thought, I say that every day now. Do you remember the days when we used to have to, like, what are we going to talk about today? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing going on. Oh, I'd give my right arm for a few weeks like that. Uh, let's see. Uh, rough Greens. Rough Greens is something that I put on my dog's uh, food, and uh, Stu puts on his dog's food. Uh, President Miles is... I mean, should be in the intensive care unit, uh, but it's crowded with people that are just <laughs> refusing to get a vaccine. Um, He's old. He is old. He's very old. And and Uno is, you know, 10, which is getting old for a German shepherd. Uh, President Miles actually is awake more than George, uh, more than Joe Biden, which is crazy. And because of rough greens, my dog acts like he's three Rough Greens has all the nutrients and everything your dog needs for a healthy life. Just get a free bag right now just to try out. Make sure your dog will eat it when you sprinkle it on the food. Um, If they do, order a full bag and watch over a couple of months the difference it makes in your dog. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. 833-GLEN33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. crazy you know it's crazy is um china bans music um the taliban has just banned music and facebook has just banned music because it's so controversial since when has rock and roll since when has american music all of a sudden been so sensitive to everybody's feelings Oh my gosh, they can't handle that. Really? Welcome to the new America. Welcome to the Chinese version of America with Facebook. We talk about that. Play the band song for you to hear. I warn you. Oh my gosh. It's so stunning and awful. You just uh, hide your children. We'll do that and then... We take on General Milley and what he has supposedly done in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. When is it finally time to go back to the values we all once held dear? When is it that we are all going to stand up and say enough is enough? Hopefully now. Hopefully right now. You can't, um, you can't just say you're for something and then not stand up when it's under attack. I'm for America and it is under attack and we are going to lose this country and our freedom quickly 
if we don't change our ways. And we have to send a message in everything that we do. The best way is to vote with your feet. Vote with your dollars. Send the message to these giant cell companies that have been selling us down the river behind our back and now in front of our face. They have. I've talked about this for two years and Verizon has never said, hey, that's not true. They don't care. They don't care. They are spending all kinds of money funding all these things that you're against, including Planned Parenthood. And what are you doing? Have you canceled Verizon yet? Have you gotten away from it? And if you go to another big carrier, they're just probably just as bad. But now you have a choice. It's Patriot Mobile. You can get free activation with the offer code BECK. This isn't some hick little company. They're on the same cell towers as all of the others. They operate the same towers. They have the same coverage, if not better. They have great customer service, great mobile service, and they cost a ton less. So you're going to save money. You're going to stand with a company that is standing with you. They are fighting and putting their money where their mouth is, fighting for our Constitution and our God-given liberties. Please, we must begin to stand together. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. An easy way for you to stand up. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Call them now. 972-PATRIOT. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. All right. Before we get to before we get to General Milley, <clears throat> which is an absolutely incredible story, uh, we now have something that happened with really unusual speed. Facebook has uh, blocked Grammy-nominated songwriter uh, that was part of Five for Fighting. I think he was the lead of Five for Fighting. Um, and it pays tribute to the U.S. troops in Afghanistan and wax Joe Biden's response. Now, I hate to point out all of the war bum 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 bum. What is it good for all the history of anti-war songs and anti-military, anti-establishment songs in American music? They have now, wow, they have now uh, banned this song from Facebook, so you cannot pass it on to friends. Well, I don't own the license to this song, um, but I think it's worth as a news story to pass this song on to you. It's called Blood on My Hands. I don't know if you'll ever hear it anyplace else, but you should listen. Got blood on my hands. Got blood on my hands. And I don't understand what's happening. Hands. 
from five from fighting uh, five for fighting and uh, got blood on uh, what it was the hell is the name of this uh, blood on my hands that's you know I haven't done DJing for a very long time this is exactly how you sounded when you were doing DJing though. well that, not at the beginning just at the very end when I worked with you yes that's, it. Ah, that's a Brittany uh, who is this Brittany Aguilera <laughs> All right, uh, uh, but that's uh, that's that's pow- pretty powerful. It's really powerful, and, and, and I know John is a fan of the uh, program. Uh, and he's I'm been a, on with you've talked with yeah, him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a fan of his. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 Facebook won't let him promote the song, um, you know, because they say it's well, it's political. Oh. Well, well, there's no oh. history of political music and protest. None. None of that. None. That's what. None. Do you remember they used to run those ads all the time? Freedom Rock on TV all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that, man? It's Freedom Rock, man. We'll turn it up, man. <laughs> it was like the hippies. Like that's the whole era. I know. It was the whole the era. The whole thing. That's what to, Woodstock was. Yeah. Used to be pushing back against the man was something you were supposed to do. No, not anymore. Because you become the man. All of these mm. people that were hippies who are now in charge of our country. They they would hate, hate the person they become if they could go back in time and be the person they were in the 60s, the 70s, when they were when they're like, yeah, man, fight to power. Now they become the power and their younger self would be would be vomiting. They would be they would they would kill you if you said, you know what? When you're 60, you're going to be that guy. No, I'm not, man. (laughs) Yeah. They would have just gone crazy, and that's exactly who they become. No, we, no, rock and roll. Drug, sex, rock and roll. Freedom! Not anymore. Not anymore. They are in bed with the Chinese. They are in bed with everybody that wants to oppress you. I want you to understand a couple of things. Government, do not confuse the government with the United States of America. Do not confuse leadership. Biden, Reagan, anyone, do not confuse the the elected officials with the United States of America. That is, we the people. Now, we have to get out and vote. Hello, California. Oh, what a corrupt. Anyway, um, we have to get out and vote. And God bless you. God bless Larry Elder and everybody who went out and worked so hard. It doesn't always turn out. But as Jefferson said, 
the American people eventually figure it out. Now, we better hurry up. But you have to stand because you are the United States of America. The minute you go dark, the minute you stop looking for truth, the minute you stop questioning, the minute, and that's what this song does. It's questioning. What the hell's going on? You're leaving people behind. It makes no sense. That's not what we do. You have blood on your hands. Why? The minute you stop questioning, I tell my kids this, is the minute you begin to die. Jesus always says, come to me like a child. Okay, what does that mean? You're wetting your pants? You're crying and kicking and screaming on the spread eagle on the supermarket floor? No. Come to me childlike. Come to me as a child. What does a child always do? It drives every parent eventually out of their mind. They ask, why? Why? Why is this happening? Why is the sky blue? Why is the grass green? Why are you getting so angry at me right now, Dad? <laughs> why? The minute you stop asking why, you're limiting every opportunity, including the eternal. Anyone who says you shouldn't ask questions, they are limiting you and limiting your eternal progress. Why? Now, if you're asking why to win, that's a different story. That's a game. But to honestly ask why is this happening? What, what is happening? When did this happen? When did we just say, oh, it's okay. When did we just say that it's okay if you're a general, if you're a joint chiefs of staff, that you can call an enemy, China, the head of their military, and say, by the way, if anything starts to happen... If anybody, if Trump starts to say, we're going to go after China, I'm going to call you and let you know. That's what happened with Millie yesterday. And the mainstream media is not. You know what the question is they're asking? Wow, what was it that Trump was ready to do that would make Millie do that? Wrong question, guys. Wrong question. I'll help them out in 60 seconds. First, let me tell you about Raycon. I'm a man of exquisite musical taste. Oh, I, I am. Uh, if you were to pick up my pair of Raycon wireless earbuds on any given day and have a listen, you'd probably hear oh, the Shakespearean lyrical stylings of Lizzo. Where the hell my phone? Uh, where the hell my phone? Oh, yes. There is, no, there is nothing like answering the question, where to hell my phone? How I'm supposed to get home? Sorry, there's no S in that. How I am posed to get home. <laughs> well, I can hear that kind of quality and that I can hear those fine things like there is no S in posed. I always thought it was supposed. 
supposed, but it's not. It's posed to get home. I can hear that detail with Raycon Wireless. Create your own soundtrack with uh, Raycon earbuds. Right now, you can get 15% off your Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash back. By the way, half the price of, you know, the Apple earphones, and they have 32-hour battery life. I listened to them to the Middle East and back and didn't have to recharge. 45-day happiness guarantee. You can't lose. Buyraycon.com slash back. Save 15%. Buyraycon.com slash back. 10-second station ID. Wow. Okay, so let's see. Let's see. What do we have here? We have, um, we have General Milley now. Uh, apparently, now I say this because we don't know for sure. It, if this was said about me, I think I'd issue a statement against it, you know, before 24 hours passed. Millie hasn't come out and said anything about it. This comes from a Bob Woodward book, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Where uh, Bob Woodward says that he twice, twice called his Chinese counterpart. So he was the Joint Chiefs of Staff. So he twice called his Chinese counterpart to assure him that no matter what, we would not go to war. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, wait, did you have the president's approval to do that? And Donald Trump says, I was never talking about going to war with China. In fact, I'm the guy who didn't start a war. Okay. He said, so. I never talked about it. He is not throwing Millie under the bus. He says, I'll believe it when I see it. It's in a Bob Woodward book. So I'll believe it when I see it. But Millie needs to answer. So one call took place on October 30th, four days before the election. The second call was on January 8th, two days after the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. Millie went so far as to promise General Lee that he would warn his counterpart in the event of a U.S. attack. Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. What? So if a president says we're going after China, which is insane to think any, pro- well, maybe not this one, any president would say, let's go after China. It's insanity. Okay. But you don't call the Joint Chiefs of Staff, whatever it's called over in China, as the Joint Chiefs of Staff here in America and say, by the way, if something's going on, I'll let you know. Heads up. Now, people are saying this is treason. Uh, Be very careful with the treason thing. First of all, it is the only crime defined in the Constitution of the United States. It requires two witnesses. So you don't have them here because I doubt Lee is going to testify you have to have two witnesses but we know that that phone call had to be monitored by the uh, nsa that had to be recorded somewhere and it's the only crime in the constitution that says and if treason is uh is uh, uh, a conviction is laid down it's the death penalty so be careful with the word treason but it sure smells like treason to me. And it is why we have a system. It's why I said a week ago how proud I was of the troops. I didn't agree with what we did in Afghanistan, 
But I know those troops well enough to know that killed them to stand by a legal order from the president that they despised. Okay, that was legal. It wasn't what I would have done. It's not what I liked. I think it really hurt the country. But that is the president's order, and it was legal. You cannot just break the chain of command because you don't agree with it. You can quit. But if it's legal, you must execute it or quit. That's not what Millie did. That's not what Millie did. Millie called up an enemy of the United States, allegedly, according to Bob Woodward, called up an enemy of the United States and said, hey, listen, if anything's going to go on. And we do have some some evidence from Nancy Pelosi that this might very well be true. And in fact, she was probably read in on it more in a minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Wait until you hear what the media's questions, what their questions are on this. Mortgage rates have been fluctuating all throughout the year, but they continue to hold at historic lows. Now, it could be good for you if you're being fiscally responsible. Every day becomes more and more important that you have all of your ducks in a row. When the hammer finally does fall, it's not just going to be mortgage rates that change. It's going to be the value of a dollar. Everything that you can save right now is is probably worth twice the amount it will be once the hammer starts to fall. I, I want you to call American Financing now and see how much money they can save. If you have a mortgage and it's 3% or more, call them. See if they can get you a better rate. Call them and ask them about a refi or a consolidation loan. It could save you hundreds, maybe as much as $1,000 a month. $12,000 a year? That would be pretty sweet, wouldn't it? American Financing, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. And head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. Brand new Glenn TV today. Right after a brand new Stu Does America. Okay. I want to... Uh... I want to play for you. First, let me just reiterate what allegedly happened that our Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Milley, has twice called his counterpart in China to tell them if anything was going to happen, he would call because we've been friends for a long time. I'll give you a heads up if there was an attack coming. That's insanity. General Milley doesn't work for General Milley. And he quite honestly, he doesn't he doesn't work for a party or even common sense in that way. Let's say Donald Trump was going to say, you know what? We're going to go to war. We're going to go to war with China. General Milley either has to work within the system or put his stars down on the table and say, not on my watch, sir. Walk out of the White House, go to a camera and say, I just resigned because this man wants to go to war with China and it's insanity. That's the way the system works. You don't ever just call someone. For instance, let's flip this around. 
Some people are mad at Mike Pence. I know Donald Trump was mad at Mike Pence. Mike Pence had nothing he could do on January 5th, you know, December 30th. He couldn't do anything. You don't have the constitutional authority. And that might have really bothered Mike Pence. And from what I understand in this new book, it did. He really wanted to find a way to make sure that we had another recount that because apparently he may not have believed the count himself, or at least he believed that there was enough evidence there that it should be recounted. But there's nothing in the Constitution that would allow him to do that. And it would be a pretty bad system. I mean, if, if the 2024 election came down and on January 6th, Kamala Harris could say, nah, you know, Biden won. I mean, that would be a pretty bad. It would be a banana republic. It would be nuts. And so what did Mike Pence do? He took the heat from the president and he took the heat from many of his supporters and said, no, there's nothing I can do. I've checked with the lawyers. I've checked with the parliamentary and advice. I've I've read the Constitution. There is no way to do it. That's. What our system is. Now, I want to just play. Here's MSNBC. Imagine, imagine if all of a sudden on Joe Biden, our generals, which I would not support, our generals started calling our enemies and saying, by the way, he's going to go. He's going to go after. Well, who's our enemies now? I, I guess he's going to go after you, England. I'll call you and let you know what the plans are. I would be against that 110%. That's not what we do. But here's MSNBC. I think what General Milley was doing, and by the way, routinely, the chairman, the service chiefs, the joint combatant commanders routinely are in contact with their counterparts globally, part of the the, the deterrence of unwanted combat. Okay. Uh, I think he... Stop. So now he's... What MSNBC, this commentator, is saying is, we do this all the time. Do we? Do we actually have our generals call and say, if our president wants to attack, I'm going to call you and give the heads up? Because if that's the system, that's a totally corrupt system. Here's CNN. Hi, Mark. really isn't going to call the, the head of the... People's Liberation Army in China and say, hey, don't worry about everything's going on. He's getting signals that other countries are concerned as well. They should have been during this period of time. They were all watching what was going on in the insurrection on the 5th of January. Stop. Let's go to cut three, please. As a member of the Armed Services Committee, do you see that as an end run somehow around the commander in chief? Of course. Uh, Trump was um, unhinged. Okay. Uh, by the election, by his loss in the election, and he displayed that uh, clearly from Stop. the. So it's okay if he's unhinged. May I remind this same uh, congressman? Pudding. May I just remind you that our current commander in chief seems to be unhinged. He. You're saying it's okay for a general to go around and call an enemy of ours. China is not a friend. It's a foe. It's our biggest enemy. So 
it's okay for the Joint Chiefs of Staff to go around the president because he's, quote, unhinged. No, sir, it is not. You do not do that. If the president is unhinged, you go in front of television cameras after you've resigned. It's the military. After you've resigned, you say, this man is unhinged and a danger. Then it has credibility and you're working within the Constitution of the United States, which you have sworn to uphold, protect and defend. This congressman that just spoke, he's not upholding the Constitution. Would it be okay if there were a general today that just called England and everyone else after the commander in chief wouldn't have wouldn't have called? Remember, this seemingly hinged president didn't call or take a call from the prime minister of our biggest ally, England, for over 40 hours after we started to pull out of Afghanistan. They had no idea what was going on. The leader of the free world would not talk to the other major leader. Wouldn't talk to him. Our ally. That's hinged? No. No. It is so critical that we stay to the Constitution. If the commander-in-chief is unhinged, you use the 25th Amendment. If you can't get the members of cabinet to say that he's unhinged, then you must resign and tell the American people we have a system. And the minute we start going and doing end runs around that system, we're done. And don't talk to me about end runs. What they're, what they're doing now with OSHA and what they're doing with the vaccine mandates, that is an end run around the Constitution. We may never actually see that passed as law because there's no way it would stand up. So what is he doing? He's using the corporations to do it. The corporations are in a pact with our government. It is a public-private partnership. It is against the Constitution of the United States what's going on. They are doing an end run around the Constitution, and they know it. They admit it. When the president is told... You can't have any anybody, HHS, anyone, all of a sudden suspend all of the loans and just say, you know what? You can't default on anyone. You can't do that. All right, so let's have the Supreme Court decide. The Supreme Court did. And what do they do? They just keep doing it. That is the pattern of the Democrats now. I don't like what the rules say, so I'm disregarding the rules. And I will only hold to those rules when someone else is doing something I don't like. The rules are the rules, and they're there for a reason. And you know the scariest thing? When I was 16 years old, I started... I started emulating somebody that I really thought was great. His name was Charlie Brown. He was uh, the Don Imus of the Pacific Northwest when I was growing up. 
and he broke every rule, absolutely every rule. And he was uh, my program director when I was 16 years old. He was my idol. I mean, he, I, he was the best. And he was going over an air check and I broke a rule exactly the way he would break it. And it worked and it sounded great. And he stopped the tape and he said, why'd you do that? I said, because um, it kind of sounded cool and I, I like that approach. And he said, what is that rule there for? And I said, uh, it's probably because he said, probably don't ever break a rule unless you know why the rule was there. You're a dummy just to break rules. You have to know why that rule was there before you break it. Somebody just said to me just the other day, if you have a fence and you come along and see a fence in the middle of nowhere, don't just assume that's a stupid fence and I'm going to take it out. Because once you take that fence out, at some point, you're going to find out why that fence was there. And it's probably there for a really good reason. Buffalo come to mind. You don't just break rules without knowing what the rules are. They're there for a reason. <clears throat> and the reason here is my life. Joe Biden and this administration keep saying we're here to protect the American people. No, you're not. No, you're not. Too many people have lost their lives to make sure that this government stands to protect what it's really supposed to protect. And it's not my life. It is my right. I have inherent rights and governments were instituted among men to protect those rights because I am going to die at some point. But these rights can never die. You are there to protect my rights, not so I can say, I've got a right. So I can say, thank God, my children will have the right to speak out, to question government, to stand. And the minute you start breaking the rules, you lose all of it. The minute our military starts breaking the chain of command. I wasn't for it last week. I praised the military last week for not breaking the chain of command in Afghanistan. That didn't do me any favors. I didn't win any popularity contests saying that. But it was true. And every military person listening to me or foreign military person or um, a former military person knows it to be true. It might have hurt your heart. I have to tell you, I have cried more in the last few weeks than I have cried. And I don't know how long. It hurts my heart what's happening. But our military did the right thing. They obeyed the chain of command and they obeyed the law, they obeyed the Constitution. It must not be tolerated. Back in a minute. Rectech, technically, you could chop the uh, tree in your backyard into firewood and build a fire pit and use it to cook food over when your guests arrive for the next big gathering at your house. Oh, wouldn't that be great? 
But let's face it, you'd have two problems there. One, you're probably going to burn your food and possibly burn down the neighborhood. And uh, also, you're going to run out of trees pretty soon. And your wife will kill you because I loved that tree. It's not worth the risk, man, especially when you could be cooking everything to absolute perfection on the Rectech. With its smart grill technology, the Rectech is perfect for any cooking occasion. You can grill on it. You can smoke on it. You can even use it for baking. How crazy is that? Football season is here. Nothing more perfect for game night than cooking up a bunch of awesome, delicious food, smoked ribs, where the meat just falls off the bone. Oh, Rectech. Follow them on social media. Get all their great recipes. But I want you to A, B, compare these to any, any smoker, griller, outdoor baker, outdoor oven. Compare them. There is nothing in this class. Visit Rectech with a Q. Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. Rectech dot com. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're, we're glad uh, that you joined us. Now, um, uh, General Milley's uh, Pentagon has responded this morning. Only took him about 22 hours to respond. Uh, but here is what they're saying. And I want to make it really clear I'm not condemning General Milley until we actually hear the whole story. The book isn't even out. What's the real story here? This could be just a stupid hook for a stupid book. But here's what the Pentagon said this morning. Um, So this comes through Jennifer Griffin uh, of Fox Fox. News Channel. Um, She says, these are her comments on it. Pentagon officials are telling her, General Milley did not try to insert himself into the chain of command regarding the launch of nuclear weapons, but he made sure everyone knew what their roles were and what they weren't. They reviewed lawful launch procedures following Pelosi phone call. I am told General Milley had two routine calls with his Chinese counterpart and more than a dozen calls with NATO allies after January 6th to reassure them that the U.S. government was stable and to reassure China that the U.S. did not plan a surprise attack, an effort to avoid misunderstanding. Okay, so um, that's great. Now, is there a difference between what he did and what Michael Flynn did, who was a private citizen who... Um, uh, Obama started kicking out embassy members of Russia and they were about to escalate over in Russia and kick out some of ours. And then we would have escalated. And what did you, what did Michael Flynn do? Michael Flynn called and said, hey, 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 don't just just don't don't do anything. We're all going to regret. Don't ask. Don't escalate. There's a new era coming. Let's let's not get into a war over things like this. He was a private citizen. That they destroyed him over that. Destroyed him. Well, isn't this the same thing that they're saying now in a good spin that the Joint Chiefs just did? Going around the back of the commander in chief? You don't do that. A, a, a call to your allies needs to be endorsed by the president. This is the Glenn Beck program. Built Bar, a new snack in town. You're going to love it. Um, you know, we just both discovered yesterday that Stu said, you know, you should try putting them in the fridge. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We, we eat them. We keep them in the fridge when they're cold. They're even better. Yeah. Or you could just keep them out here because it's 12 degrees in this room. So no, you it's don't. not. It is a it's a toasty 64. 
It's a toasty 64. I thought we had agreed to 65. Uh, I thought we ah. agreed to 62. But anyway, uh, Built Bar. Built Bar. Uh, get your Built Bar now. They are really, really good. Try the nine flavors. Find your favorites. Uh, but they taste like candy bars, but they are low-calorie, low-carb, high in protein, high in fiber. You're going to love them. Go to Built.com, use the promo code BEC15 and save 15% off your first order. It is promo code BEC15 at Built.com. That is Built.com. Senator Rand Paul <laughs> on Afghanistan, on Blinken, on General Milley, uh, on the vaccine mandate. Anything else on the list? Yesterday, Secretary of State Antony Blinken was grilled by Senator Paul over the uh, target of a U.S. drone strike. Who we just can't. We don't know. We don't know. We're investigating. How? There's nobody on the ground. We're investigating. You can't talk about it right now to you, senators. You might let something out. It might, you know, I don't know. What? Embarrass you? How could these people be more embarrassed? We are letting in men with child brides. Blinken uh, testified to that yesterday. The manifest. Oh, we're not turning those manifests over. Maybe, maybe. I don't I don't want to give a number, but, you know, a few hundred. Really? Because you've given two manifests of ours, and we've kept all the records. 2,000 people. 2,000 people. Uh, that you have uh, done that to just just with us. Uh, then we have General Milley and then the vaccine mandate. Where do we start with Rand Paul? I'm going to let him decide in 60 seconds. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. I want you to uh, know a bit, little bit about LifeLock. There, uh, there are two popular forms of uh, cybercrime right now. Ransomware extortion attacks on corporate networks, you know, the corporate networks that often have your customer information attached to them. You don't want to be a part of any of these things that are happening and be a part of a cyber criminal's big payday. Cybercrime is affecting our lives because we have so much interconnection with each other and all of our information is out on the web. Our kids are out on the uh, the internet as well every day we don't know what's out there you need to know now nobody can prevent all identity theft nobody can monitor everything but lifelock is the best in the business and they will look for a wide range of threats and if something happens let's say your social security number or god forbid your all of your banking information is out for sale on the dark web. They will alert you. But not just that. They have a team there of specialists that will work with you to fix it. It's lifelock.com. Get 25% off your first year right now if you use the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25% off. Lifelock.com. Senator Rand Paul, where would you like to begin, sir? 
I think General Milley is the most pressing problem of the moment. Um, we can't have generals talking to foreign countries and saying, hey, we think our president might bomb you, so be prepared. I'm going to try to stop him. That actually might cause an accidental war. Think about it. We have different things that are launched into space all the time, satellites, this and that, and they can be misinterpreted as a missile. Yes. If they were, we call each other and say, no, that's a satellite, not a missile. But what if a general has just called the Chinese dictator and said, our president is going to probably launch, I'll try to stop him, but we think he might launch an attack. They might interpret a satellite and some kind of launch into space as a missile, and all of a sudden you have a nuclear war going on. It's incredibly dangerous. Not to mention that there are a host of reasons we have a chain of command. Not to mention that we have elections. Presidents are elected. Millie wasn't elected to be president. I can't, you can't, I can't even tell you how, how incredibly dangerous this is. He needs to be called in today and asked under polygraph what he said to the Chinese president or to his counterpart in China. And was, did he have permission to do so? Now, they just um, they I just they just released um, some information. The Pentagon did that said these happen all the time. And there were lots of people on the call and it happened with the State Department. But did it happen with the president's permission? The State Department does a lot of things where they don't they don't care who the president is. That's not our system. So is there any circumstance where this would be? be as far as you understand it today where this would be acceptable i think it depends on what is said i mean if he was insinuating that he would go outside the chain of command and that the president was capable of launching an attack on china um that to me is something he should be cashiered he should be court-martialed but you know everybody gets their day in court so we need to know what's true and what's not true and so we need to to hear from him but this accusation, you talk about a bombshell, this is a bombshell accusation, but it kind of fits with a guy that seems to be yeah. a chameleon. You know, he sort of tried to act as if he was supportive of President Trump's policy. He immediately becomes some sort of politically correct culture warrior when, when Biden is elected. Um, you know, many people who are rank and file, and I talk to people in the military all the time, will tell me that these people who rise up to the top end up becoming more politicians yep. and military leaders. But, you know, you want another excuse for, for getting rid of Millie? Look at the disastrous withdrawal. I mean, you can't imagine a more disastrous withdrawal from right. Afghanistan. And uh, the decision to give up Bagram Air Force Base before the Americans were, were, were exited from the country is probably one of the worst military decisions and that alone ought to get Millie fired may i may i just uh, bring up an idea you know the uh, yesterday the senate received a lot of uh promotion nominations uh in the armed services and usually it just kind of it just happens with the senate and the armed forces committee is there um i mean is there anything to the idea of just saying we're not promoting anyone until this man um resigns no promotions. We're not considering it until this man resigns. It's a thought. I would have to think through it, and I don't have the power. The chairman of the Armed Service Committee does. That's uh, a Democrat, but I think the ranking member also may be able to hold up promotions. Yeah. You're right. It's rarely done, but I'm not so sure uh, punishing the prom- people being promoted actually causes him to fire Millie. If you actually think it will, that they would back down, or if there's any precedent for it. But I have to think through it, you know, because it's also, you know, do you punish somebody that's been in the military for 20, 25, 30 years that's getting their promotion? So I don't know if that's the right thing to do or not. I do think that 
all of those who have a position to voice their opinion should be saying that Millie needs to be asked directly in an interview, um, I think, with Polygraph included, you know, whether or not he insinuated that the president of the United States uh, might attack them, that he was going to stop it. If he said that in a conversation, boy, we need him out of government and the sooner the better. And we need him out of the Pentagon if he didn't vigorously disagree with the president. I mean, I, I support... Um, you know, we have a system of, of checks and balances and we have a constitution and we have a civilian run military. And if the president uh, disagrees with the advice, then they either have to put their stars on the table and then go talk to the press uh, or they have to execute it. And if it is a legal order like Afghanistan was, but a crazy one, um, you either fight against it. And if you if if this was your best effort to make it good, you need to resign. We just we just need to say this guy is incapable of making uh, a good decision here. Incapable. There's a great there's a great deal of irony in the fact that the left clamors on a daily basis about how Trump was an authoritarian and wanting to. Uh, subvert democracy. And yet here we have a president, I mean, a general wanting to subvert the chain of command, the idea of civilian run military, etc. Everything that the left says was wrong about Trump, they were actually plotting to do this morning on CNN, uh, apologist. They even got, they trotted out Vindman, who even Vindman said this was a terrible thing to do. I know. But then they trot out uh, former General Wes Clark to say, oh, this is all just uh, normal discussions between countries. I guess it's normal for them to say, oh, we think the president's going to attack you. So it really depends on what was said. And I kind of doubt that kind of language would have been on a group phone call. Yeah. If you're going to say something like that, I would think it'd be more one-on-one. But the only way to get to the bottom of it is to ask him and have, have him take a polygraph test on what was said. So I can't imagine this was in a big conference call. I would think that this had to have been in a one-on-one call if it happened. You have Blinken yesterday. Um, you would not let him go over the target of the U.S. drone strike. We knew there was something wrong from the beginning because they wouldn't even say who the target was or who they killed. Now they're saying, uh, oh, we're looking into it. How are we looking into it with no one on the ground? How are we looking into that? Well... And here's the thing is they hide behind the classification. Initially, they weren't hiding. They were saying they killed a top-level ISIS-K operative. That's what they said they announced. And yet, yesterday in the hearing, he says he either doesn't know if it was an operative or an aid worker, and then he says it's not the right forum. So this is the way they hide. Initially, they were bragging in an unclassified way that they got this guy, and now they're saying, well, we can't tell you there's going to be an investigation, and we frankly – but he did admit – they don't know. That's why they're investigating. And I would think that they might make some decisions and, and, and think about the consequences of killing an aid worker and 12 to 14 young people or kids in that area. That creates, you know, hundreds and hundreds of potential terrorists that will hate America for generations. And really, there was something we could have done in practical fashion. Let's say that we take them at face value and they didn't think that the government and the Bagram Air Force Base would have been overrun so quickly. One thing you could have done is as soon as the Taliban took possession of of Bagram Air Force Base, they should have said you have three minutes to leave. The vehicles were blowing up everything. Yep. And or if you don't exit the base, we're blowing up the whole base. Yep. And look, I've been against most wars. I've been against uh, the war in Afghanistan. I've been for coming home for a long time. 
but I would have given that order in a heartbeat to blow up Bagram Air Force Base on the way out, though. No plane was useful. No plane was left standing. No Humvee. Um, if there are caches of arms, they would have been blown up as well. But uh, just what a disaster. I just hope people get the right lesson of this. It's, you know, some on the other side are saying the lesson is we should have stayed forever. I think the lesson is we stayed 20 years and they didn't fight one day. You know, the president left one day. Nobody fought. Not one shot was fired to defend Bagram Air Force Base and not one shot was fired to defend Kabul. That's an indictment of of, uh, nation building and shows that 20 years and trillions of dollars didn't form a country out of these people they were unwilling to fight for their own i have to tell you i think uh, i think there's something else and i think this will ring true to you um we there were there were those who uh listened to the people in afghanistan that's a tribal nation they never wanted to be afghanistan one nation it's a tribal nation and the tribes all went to the trump administration and then early on the biden administration saying please let us have local control to be able to vote in our own governor, our own mayor, and our own uh, police chief. But they were all appointed by the national government, so there was no loyalty there. Nobody wanted to fight for any of these people. And those guys were just getting fat and rich. We need to stay out of people's business and let people decide their own fate. It was a great article by Rod Dreyer a while back uh, from the American Conservative magazine, and he wrote about uh, when Afghan was lost, and he, he showed a video of some woman giving a uh, discussion of Dadaist art and Marcel Duchamp, the guy who did the urinal about yeah, 100 yeah. years ago, the urinal is art. Yeah. <laughs> and they showed this woman, this professor, explaining to the Afghans why this is art, and it's like, if there's ever been an indictment of Western decadence and why they don't want to accept our ways, putting a urinal as art, out as art, these people are rolling their eyes. There's no way they could even conceive of how stupid it is that a urinal is art. But that's the kind of crap we were spending our money trying to teach people who were like, are you kidding me? We're trying to grow enough crops to eat this year. We need to have fresh right. water. We don't need to be looking at a urinal that you idiots in the West believe is ours. And by the way, that was against the Dadaist movement. Their point was, <laughs> you're all, you're crazy. Art is becoming crazy. We can say whatever. We can put a urinal on the wall and call it art, and you'll buy it. And they did, yeah. and they're defending it. Um, all right. Yeah. Um, let me ask you quickly. We, we, I mean, we have so many people, uh, Blinken absolutely lying under oath yesterday um and we can make that case as we uh, finish our operations um but uh he was lying yesterday we have fauci lying uh i'd like to share some information with you offline at some point on uh, a special that we're going to be doing about fauci um it is we have our constitution hanging by a thread and i fear that we have some sort of DHS led, it feels like, um, protest uh, march in Washington, D.C., about 700 people. We've done all kinds of research. We can't find anything that there's no excitement behind this. And yet they're putting razor wire up. What are we? Where are we? Ram? Well, haven't you heard Nancy? Haven't you heard Nancy Pelosi? We're going to prevent another armed insurrection. And uh, my question is, well, you know, the people and some people did misbehave and should be punished from January 6th, but none of them were armed. 
And so it's like we're, we're doing this ridiculous thing of putting razor wire up in the fence again because they're creating a mirage. But, you know, George W. Bush bought right into this, and his speech was yes. really should terrify all of us. He said that people who are protesting on January 6th were essentially al-Qaeda. But this is another Rod Dreyer article from yesterday that was just amazing where he says the apparatus that we established, this massive invasive surveillance system that can surveil anybody in the world, will now be turned against Americans with the imprimatur of George W. Bush saying, yes, these people are as dangerous al-Qaeda, so we need to have observing of their activities. We need to have them in jail. We don't need to have trials because trials take too long. We don't need to have juries. Juries will be too judicious. We need to put these people in jail. And that's what's happened. That's the response to January 6th. And look, I voted to seat the electors on January 6th. I thought what President Trump was arguing was not the correct argument. And yet the people showed up on January 6th do not deserve to be rotting in jail and treated as if they were murderers. Um, I would like to invite you publicly to uh, come on the podcast. No commercials, just an hour. Because honestly, Rand, I think we're at a place now where people don't know what to do and they need good, sound, constitutional reasoning uh, on these on these issues and and advice on how to make a difference. Will you join me on a podcast? Can we reach out? And- sure. And, sure. And I think the thing is, is if you'll give me one second. Yeah. One thing that I try to do in every interview, people don't know what to believe on COVID. If you get it, whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, there is a treatment, but there's a window of time when you get it. It's called IV monoclonal antibodies. It can save your life, but there's been no announcement from the government. I've helped three people get this treatment in the last week, and yet nobody knows about it because Fauci's talking about masks which largely don't work, but you're going to get it. And if you do get it and you're getting sick, you need to ask your doctor about monoclonal antibodies. They also won't give it to you if you're admitted. So if you go to the emergency room and they say they're going to admit you, you have to ask, can you give me the monoclonal antibodies in the emergency room? Because if you cross the doorway, Fauci and the government won't let you have it once you cross the doorway from the emergency room to the hospital. Everybody needs to know this because you have to take into your own hands your health care, and people are still getting sick and dying from COVID, but you need to take this into your own hands because the government is still completely screwing this up. I don't understand. I just don't understand. I can't find good reasons for any of this stuff happening. Um, Rand Paul, thank you so much. Thanks for standing up for the Constitution. Thank you for everything that you're doing on uh, COVID-19 as well. Keep up the fight. Senator Rand, you bet. Senator Rand Paul. Renee writes in uh, from Florida to talk about her dog's experience with Rough Greens. She uh, wrote in, she said, Glenn, ever since I started using Rough Greens, my la- uh, my Labrador's f- uh, food has sat in the bowl, and then I put Rough Greens on it, and he- I've seen such amazing differences. Her coat is so much shinier. Her breath is even better. I'm a believer. I love knowing that she's now getting the nutrients that don't make it into her kibble food. Thank you so much for Rough Greens. You're welcome, Renee. Uh, I will tell you, I don't think I've noticed. Maybe I have. I'm trying to think because Uno doesn't, he's not like a kissy dog, but man, he's a big dog. And when he comes in and he's like, you're like, (laughs) it's like a gas chamber. 
but I haven't noticed that lately. So maybe I have noticed his breath, but I've just noticed a huge difference in his attitude and his um, willingness to play all the time. He's like a puppy dog again. Roughgreens.com slash back, not a dog food. You put it on whatever you're feeding your dog, and it has all of the stuff they need. 833-GLEN-33. You can get a free bag just to check it out. Roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Glenn 33, roughgreens.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. Okay. Tonight is a very, very important um, episode of our Wednesday night specials. In fact, the next few are really extremely important. Tonight, first comes the crisis, then comes the expansion. There are three crises that the federal government is currently seizing on to give them carte blanche to do whatever the hell they want to. Climate change, COVID, and January 6th. January 6th is being weaponized to further empower the new overlords of our country, the intelligence community. Rand was just talking about this. Look at what's happening at the Capitol Police. I'm, tonight, I'm going to lay out what's happening with the Capitol Police. It is truly frightening. You want to talk about a secret police. It is the Capitol Police, and they are being formed or transformed into, quote, an intelligence gathering organization. They're hiding basic information regarding January 6th. Why didn't they release the names of the officer that that uh, was involved in the shooting of uh, Ashley Babbitt? Where's the 14,000 plus hours of CCTV footage? The intelligence organization knows it's best to operate outside the realms of oversight. And there is no oversight. If you think this sounds bad, wait until I reveal how the intelligence community has already morphed into a strongman for the federal government weaponized by Barack Obama and unfortunately unleashed with President Trump. Don't miss tonight's show, Weaponizing Crisis, Exposing the Hidden Hand after January 6th. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, blazetv.com, blazetv.com slash Glenn. Also, you can find it on Blaze TV YouTube. Right after a brand new (laughs) Stu Does America. Oh, my God. She was just waiting for that the mm-hmm. whole time. Totally. This is the Glenn Beck program. <laughs> is that all you do? Right <laughs> after. <laughs> I, I think I pay you just to say that. Pretty much. All right. I want to talk to you for a minute or two about AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. The group is now over 2 million members, strong and growing. AMAC just isn't the type of group that you want to join when you're 50 or older. It is the group you want to join. The benefits are amazing. They really are. Insurance discounts, travel benefits, all of that stuff. But just as important, and I think even maybe more important, is their advocacy. The members of AMAC played a significant role in stopping the passage of House Resolution 1, the Pelosi federal takeover of all of the election legislation. And now they're being asked to do exactly the same to stop Senate passage of House Resolution 4, another terrible bill to take over and federalize our elections. The time is now. We must stand together or they're going to pick us off one by one. Join AMAC for the advocacy, the benefits, the information. AMAC.us slash Beck. Join them now. AMAC.us slash Beck.
If you go to blazetv.com slash Glenn tonight, you'll have a brand new fantastic show from Glenn Beck right after a brand new Stu Does America. This country is so completely out of control and there is no responsibility. There's no responsibility from Blinken. There's no responsibility from the president and what happened in Afghanistan. There's no responsibility from uh, General Milley. Does anybody actually think any of these things are going to be uh, paid for? If, if you know, or even even seriously be looked at where there's a serious penalty that could happen. One of the other things that happened this week is um, Twitter blocking the Hunter Biden story. The SEC said that wasn't election interference. How? How? That buried a major story that was really important for the American people to understand. There are crimes being committed by Joe Biden and his family, and they involve China, among other nations. You, you cannot have a president who is compromised. How is that not election interference? Jason Chaffetz is uh, with us. He's the Distinguished Fellow at uh, Government Accountability Institute. He was the uh, House Oversight Committee Chairman uh, for the Republicans. Uh, back in the day. Hello, Jason. How are you? Hey, thanks for having me on. I, how do I become a distinguished fellow at any, I mean, like at Whataburger anywhere? I mean, that's a pretty cool thing. Distinguished fellow. Government accountability. I know. Doesn't that sound official? It I mean, does. I made that up. I submitted it. And they said, okay. And they and said, thought, okay. Wow. wow, that's great. Okay, so Jason. I tried to use that when I bought my groceries, but yeah. I didn't get it. Didn't work. I didn't get a yeah. uh, I know. I try to work. use my, I try to use my doctorate. Uh, and it doesn't work. Nobody buys into it. Anyway, uh, Jason, tell me, tell me about what you know about the laptop, because um, uh, Peter uh, Swizer is doing a book coming out in January, and I've talked to him on and off air, and it is loaded with facts that uh, that Joe Biden knows there is evidence that he knew and was involved in massive corruption. Yeah, it, it, look, Peter Schweitzer has earned a reputation over the years of doing some very thorough research, and he's the one who leads the Government Accountability Institute. And so what you look at is not only do you have the laptop, but then if you cross-reference it with what Senator Johnson found in the Secret Service records, and then you cross-reference it again with other emails, perhaps those that are on the receiving end of those emails, then you've triangulated it and you have a really good picture that this is authentic material. And as you said, Glenn, it does go directly to the greater Biden family, their dealings in China, their dealings in, in Ukraine. And the, the one that really bothers me is what was going on in Mexico, because that was as strong of a case for quid pro quo as you could ever possibly make. I'm not sure I know the, the Mexico connection. Tell me that story. At one point, Hunter Biden is frustrated. He says he's, about, he's on Air Force Two. He's about to go with his father to Mexico. And he's telling 
the former grandson or the former uh, the grandson of the former president of Mexico. Look, I'm coming there. I've already brought you into the White House. I've gotten you every meeting at the White House you've asked for. I brought you into the vice president's residence. You've met with my father uh, along the way. I've given you all the access. I need to see the compensation for that in terms of a contract. We're landing in Mexico City. I want you to be there, but I have to have essentially the money. That, that is in black and white in his words telling us. Now, you can take that information and backtrack it and go look at the Secret Service records and understand that these people did have access to the White House Correct. and to the vice president's residence. You have this in China. I mean, you know, I, I look at what happened at the Bagram uh, Air Force Base and the fact that now that's becoming a Chinese base, it looks like. And we just handed over, what, a billion dollar, billion and a half dollar Air Force base strategically located, and we handed it to the Chinese. And I look at the relationship that Joe Biden has with the uh, Chinese, and quite honestly, they're selling his son's artwork to the Chinese. That's not for Americans. That's to the Chinese. And it's clearly a money laundering system. At least it look it has all of the earmarks of a money laundering system. Um, and I wonder what are there deals? Did we just give this base away for favors? I don't know. Well, all you have to do is go back at last year. The United States Senate. It was actually Senator Carper, who is the, the senator uh, from Delaware, and uh, was long time. He was the other senator from Delaware. Um, and um, uh, Senator Portman issued a report, and they said, if you want to launder money, the way you do it is through dealing of art. That's how the Russian oligarchs are getting around the sanctions. That's how the Russians are moving the money. So you have a report that's just over 12 months old from the United States Senate saying this is how to do it as as if it was the blueprint, and then you have all these nefarious dealings that really do beg the question. Bagram is about 25 miles north of Kabul airport. I've flown in and out of both airports. One's secure, one's and safer. The other one, nah, not so much. Why give up the Bagram Air Force Base when you know you have to extract Americans? There are so many questions that have to be answered. And the other thing I would mention that most people don't realize, the one asset that, that Afghanistan truly has is a major copper mine. It's one of the biggest copper mines in the world, run, operated by the Chinese. And uh, they have strategic interests there. And it just begs the question, can Joe Biden actually do anything or is he what is he doing? Uh, That that that's a fair question. So you um, you were on the House Oversight Committee. So you know what's out of the norm and what's not. Let's just go through uh, some of these. What's what's going on with the secretary of state? How far out of the norm is that? Uh, totally, completely. Um, I, I, I don't understand what he's doing, how he's doing it. it. But my experience also is these people don't just run amok. They don't they don't just oh, know. go off and do their own thing. You have to look at the White House and wonder who's pulling the triggers there. And Correct. then you go back and you see the same cast of characters like Susan Rice, yes. for instance. And then you start to think, okay, we've seen this movie before. Literally. Uh, and we're having the same results. Who's pulling the triggers? 
Okay, so General Milley, yesterday it was, it was alleged in a book by uh, uh, Bob Woodward. It comes out next week. We don't know all of the details, but the details we do have, even Trump said, I don't believe it. But if it's true, it's treasonous. Where he called his longtime buddy, who is the, uh, the basic joint chiefs of staff, his counterpart over in China, twice and said, look, if there's going to be a war or anything, or if the president goes crazy, I'll call you in advance. You don't do that. That's, that's outside of the chain of command in our Constitution. How common is this, Jason? How out of the norm is this? Well, it better not be common and normal. I've never heard of it to that degree. Look, General Milley needs to come forward and say, yes, that's true, and then resign and probably probably be uh, you know charged with treason and tried or he needs to say no that's not true and this is the truth um there are other parts of that book quite frankly glenn that don't make a whole lot of sense at least based on the washington post account that i've read it i haven't read the book um but general milley in his own voice if he starts to use a spokesperson if he starts to use somebody who's written something out of the pentagon then my inclination is, yeah, it probably is true. Well, that's what and happened it today. It makes it all the worse. That's that's that, what. That's the key indicator right there. Yeah. Now, Fauci, Fauci uh, is way out of control, and now we're using the we're using OSHA as a threat to use this public-private partnership with these giant corporations to enforce a vaccine on the American people. Um. The president has no ability to do this, but that doesn't stop them from defying the Supreme Court uh, when it comes to HHS suspending all uh, you know loans and, and repossessions. They just keep doing it. How out of the norm is that? Well, I saw that to be more and more common. Look, I was elected same time as Barack Obama and and Joe Biden was back in 2008. And I was uh, on the oversight committee for the eight years in which they had that, that presidency. It became more and more common, at least from my perception, as time went on, that they would just do things, hope right. throwing up up against the wall and then seeing if the if the Republicans could get it struck down in the courts. And every once in a while, they'd be surprised and say, Oh my gosh, we actually got that through it because they would never be able to do it legislatively. They would never be able to use the, the proper balance and tools of power that they've been given, but they just do it. And then you have to go to court to pull it and yank it back down. Unfortunately, that's more common. Fauci should go. He should be the subject of an investigation. I do not understand, Glenn, why the Democrats who have the House and the Senate aren't probing the origins of COVID. Yep. Uh, they aren't doing a serious investigation on the border. And uh, they're really going to just quickly get in and out of this Afghanistan situation. Those three demand serious investigations. Fauci being the subject of that investigation should either step aside or be forced to step aside. I think he should be fired, dismissed. I don't have trust in him. But he's there and would be the subject of an investigation, which is just not right. Do we are we a banana republic? Is there a rule of law for the elites in America today? I think that's you know, there was a great piece written recently that I read. It says that 
that this is what was attracting uh, so many people to the world. The world, the, the attractant to the United States was the rule of law. Yes. But you just wonder, is there an application of justice? You know, the, one of the biggest frustrations I had through the years, I have pointed out problems, people that should have handcuffs, people say, but nothing happened. And, you know, they don't give members of Congress handcuffs, uh, nor do, nor should they. But you, you see this stuff in black and in white, like Hunter Biden, going back to him, that alleged violation with his handgun, why is that yeah. not being prosecuted? Yeah. Why is that not being prosecuted? I don't have good answers to that other than if you know if you're a Biden or a Clinton or somebody of a political elite, yeah, you just don't have to play by the same rules. What should Americans do? They need to be continually vigorous in, in pointing these things out. Stick to the facts. Continue to make the case. But these things, you know, they require winning elections. And um, I, I wish I had a, a silver bullet. But you know what? I still believe this is the greatest country on the face of the planet and, and, and that truth will, will prevail. But they got to be vigilant and not listen to this woke crowd that wants to shoot them down at every level. I just hope America gets collectively gets its act together and says, yeah, the rule of law is a little bit more important than making sure that, you know, Hunter Biden has a comfortable life. Jason Chaffetz, um, the author of a book, They Never Let a Crisis Go to Waste, distinguished fellow of the Government Accountability Institute and the former uh, House Oversight Committee chairman. Thanks so much for being on with us, Jason. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks, Glenn. You bet. You can follow him at uh, jasoninthehouse.com or just Jason in the House on uh, Twitter or wherever. All right, let me tell you about uh, my Patriot Supply. Um, next week or the week after, I'm going to be telling you what's coming with the economy um, uh, because everything that built our nation is being systematically dismantled and destroyed. And it's going to come quickly when this happens. It's going to happen like a thief in the night, please. Um, if you can see the writing on the wall, you have a couple of responsibilities. Uh, one to warn everybody that you can prepare yourself, prepare for impact. The second thing you have to do is be prepared for impact. May I suggest My Patriot Supply? My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, they have it, you should have at least a month's worth of emergency food for everybody in your family, not to mention water purifiers, solar battery chargers, emergency lighting, heating, first aid supplies. You name it, you should have it. MyPatriotSupply.com. Now is the time to get serious again, please. MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. There is a uh, apparently a rally going on. We find very little uh, activity on this at all. Um, about maybe 600 people that's what the dhs is saying is going to attend this rally this weekend in washington dc but they're putting up the razor wire and everything else to me uh this is such a dangerous thing because i don't know i I, i'm not i'm not convinced people of good intent 
are going to be the only people there. And uh, I could say, you know, people of bad intent on the right. No, I I would. <laughs> I mean, if I were on the left and I was nefarious and I didn't care the ends justify the means, I would use a rally like that. I would infiltrate, look like somebody that was uh, exactly what's described uh, and uh, cause trouble. Blow something up, kill somebody, shoot, stab, do something, throw a chair through a window, uh, because that's that's the only thing left. Right now, they have convinced the Democrats that uh, 50, I think it's 57 percent of Democrats believe that Trump voters and non-vaxxers, uh, which they equate to Trump voters, are the biggest danger to America. Please, if you are doing anything... Please stay away from people that you do not know. Make sure that um, you are well aware of your surroundings uh, because these are very, very dangerous times. And one more January 6th and you won't have the freedom to be listening to shows like this, I believe. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So today is the last day for you to be part of a very important movement to hold off the far left's desire to pack the courts. They're planning to rig our entire federal judiciary system by adding four new liberal justices to the Supreme Court, which obviously could completely destroy the constitutional rule of law this country uh, has or at least had. Uh, If that doesn't scare you, it should. We really could basically be another country uh, by this time next year if this plan goes through. Thankfully, the good people at First Liberty Institute have been fighting against this. They're a national non-profit law firm. They're awesome. And they've crafted a letter uh, demanding that the Biden commission reject the whole court packing scheme. You can get involved in this. Today's the last day. People like Franklin Graham and and James Dobson are involved in this. Uh, Organizations like the American Policy Association, Concerned Women for America, Heritage Foundation, they're on board. You need to be as well. SupremeCoup.com. Today is the last day. Get involved now. SupremeCoup.com. SupremeCoup.com. America, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We have been so busy watching Afghanistan, September 11th, everything else, that the left would like to believe we missed the other hand. September 1st, there was a World Economic Forum uh, interview that happened between Klaus Schwab, if that name doesn't just chill you to the bone, I don't know what will. And Christine Lagarde, now she is the head of the European Central Bank. She was asked about the role of central banks. Do they have a role in society? Do they they have a role in shaping our society? And do they have a role in climate change? Her answer will chill you to the bone. And it is really important that you understand it because these things are coming like a thief in the night. I'll explain in 60 seconds. The 
Glenn Beck program. Okay, in, in the next 20 minutes, you will understand um, why I say this. It's going to get harder and harder and eventually, I believe, damn near impossible for those who stand for the Republic and the Constitution to get a loan. You must pay your loans down or off. You've got to get out of debt as much as you can. You have to save money. Everything that you have, I believe, will be cut in half in value far as dollars go. And that's coming sooner than you think. Please call American Financing today. Get a lower interest rate if you can. Consolidate your loan. Put your bills, your high interest credit cards, put that into your mortgage. Know which banks you're dealing with. Now, I want you to call American Financing. They're not a bank. They work for you. And they can design it the way you want. And they can help you save a lot of money. Please do this now. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I've known Justin Haskins for quite some time. Uh, I think we first met when I read about him uh, putting together stoppingsocialism.com. Is that when we first met? Uh, we didn't meet. Yeah, we, so to I speak. called but you. Yeah, or something. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I just thought, and you were young at the time, weren't you? I'm always young. Yeah, I'm still young. Yeah, Come right, on. Right. What are you talking about? No, but I mean, I think you were like in your <laughs> 20s or just out of college or something like that. Uh, yeah, like mid-20s. Probably. Yeah, okay. Um, and now he's the editorial director at the Heartland Institute uh, and also the co-author of the new book that we have coming out in January, uh, all about the Great Reset. And this has been a very difficult book to write because it's very complex it can easily be dismissed as conspiracy theory if you don't have the facts. And quite honestly, when we started talking about it a year ago, year and a half ago, I don't think we had a handle on it. Nope. Uh, and I'm not sure we still have a handle on it. But the more we learn and the more facts we gather, the more frightened uh, we become that that the world is behind the eight ball. Yeah, w w without a doubt. I think when we, when it first started, you and I looked at this as this is some sort of a plan to institute socialism or Correct. Marxism or something like that. It uh, is not. It's much worse. It is so much worse. <laughs> yeah. I, w I started all of this out. Um, you know, I spend a lot of time working on socialism. That's my background. Yeah. And I'm so I'm terrified of socialists. Right. 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 And I thought that 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 was the worst thing that could ever happen would be AOC, Bernie Sanders. They get power. Now, I don't think that that's true. You know, it's crazy because you and I worked on the book arguing with socialists um, and I was convinced you were convinced that's what was really going on. Once you understand the Great Reset, you understand those are those are useful idiots. They're rubes. That's right. Um, it is it is everything the left used to put into movies about the corporation America is becoming a giant corporation. It is public-private partnerships with the Great Reset. It is why you've been shut down, but Home Depot is okay. That's right. You've been shut down, and your doctor can't give you a shot, but CVS can. You're, you can't have uh, medicine that does, isn't 
isn't the recommended medicine uh, by some government group that is helping pharmaceuticals get rich. It's crazy what's right. going on at some point the left realized the elitists in the left we're not talking about grassroots democratic <laughs> socialist yeah, American yeah, yeah. Types. they realized at some point that corporations and big money and the establishment it would be so much easier if we could just find a way to buy those people off and get them on board yeah why are we fighting with them they have so much power so much political clout they're in bed with establishment republicans how can we get them on board so they created this system and it's been rolled out over the past decade or more uh esg scores we've talked about that yeah. a, a bunch of times before using central banks and and the banking system to buy off corporations to take the corporations over who they they won't go along with with their plans to kick out leaders who won't go along with their plans and to put in place a system that guarantees that we're going to move towards a progressive uh uh well, authoritarian, yeah, it's authoritarian, fascist, corporate globalist. state. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. There's it's really crazy. no easy way to define it. No. Um, now, I'm going to give you some information about a meeting that happened on September 1st at the World Economic Forum. Uh, and I want you to really understand what's being said here. Tell me about the two people that are involved. Right. So this is an interview, believe it or not, yeah. between the head of the World Economic Forum. Yeah. And by the way, anyone who says it's a conspiracy, we're telling you, go to the World Economic Forum. Listen to them. They're openly discussing it. Absolutely. They published this interview on their own on the World Economic Forum website. It's between the head of the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, one of the most outspoken supporters of the Great Reset, of resetting the global system, of forcing America to come along with it, as well as other countries around the world, and Christine Lagarde, who is the head of the European Central Bank. That's the bank, essentially, for the European Union and the euro. It's sort it's like of like the Fed. Our Fed. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So he asks the head of the European Fed about the role central central banks should have in society. Now, what is our Fed's charter? Our Fed's charter is very simple. What is it? Our Fed's charter is to ensure that the monetary system is, you know, stable. Yes, stable and to watch for inflation. Right. That's it. So she said, now listen to this. What role can central banks play in the fight against climate change? Well, that's a highly controversial issue. There are some traditional thinkers who believe central banks should altogether stay out of that business and exclusively con uh, concentrate on inflation and price stability. That's the charter of the Fed Bank. I strongly disagree with that. At the ECB, the Fed of Europe, we now have wrapped up and concluded our strategy review, which was the first one in 17 years. And I was blessed to have an entire governing council unanimously agree that the fight against climate change should be one of the considerations that we take when we determine monetary policy. So at least the European Central Bank is of the view that climate change is an important component in order to decide on monetary policy. Okay, you can say, well, that's good because climate change is really important. That's not the scary part. Listen to what she says. After acknowledging central banks should get involved in this, Lagarde said people are going to have to suffer and sacrifice. Listen to this. And that takes me to your second question, Lagarde said. 
Can we arrive at the trade-off between fighting climate change, preserving biodiversity, and yet securing enough growth to respond to legitimate demands of the population? Listen to that again. Can we fight climate change and secure enough growth to respond to legitimate demands of the population? Legitimate, whatever they define as legitimate demands. And my first answer, Klaus, to be firm, is that to have a way of life, we need life. And in the medium term, we have major threats on the horizon that could cause the death of hundreds of thousands of people. So we must think life first. We have to think of way of life second. Do you understand, America, what that means? You have elites that you never elected that are having these meetings. They are out in the... You have Davos. Davos is the World Economic Forum. So you have all of those elites that go to Davos every year deciding what is a legitimate need for you. And telling you that your needs are going to go away in your lifetime, you may not see a time where you get wants again, just your needs are going to be addressed. Am I reading this wrong? No, this is absolutely what this is, what is being said here. She's very clear that we need to make sure that way of life is second to life. We have to save all of these people, hundreds of thousands of people who are going to die from the supposedly existential threat of climate change and put their their uh, their wants and their desires and their high quality of living. All of that has to come second. And she later went on to say that this. and make sure that the cost of it, she's talking about the cost of of these climate change policies, make sure that the cost of it is not <laughs> so high for some people for some People. That's right. For some people. That they just cannot tolerate it. I think that the trade-off that we reach will probably require some redistribution because it is clear that the most exposed people, the less privileged people, are those that are going to need some help. So this, this is a is, central bank saying right, this. This is right. not an elected official who's accountable directly to the people. There's a central bank saying we're going to print money. We're going to use monetary policy to impose these ideas to rework society in order to accomplish our goals. Now, you can say, well, that's just the Davos crowd and that's just the European Central Bank. Where's the Fed on this? Where's our Federal Reserve? Where are they on this? They are moving in the exactly the same direction, exactly the same direction. Um, and, and there's been people who have been openly talking about this. In fact, there was this article in Bloomberg that was published. I think it was in late August. And this is the article. It was incredible, was was designed to defend people who were criticizing the Fed for not doing as much as the European Central Bank. That was the point of the article. And in the article, they report on what's been going on here in America. And they said Powell, that's the head of the Federal Reserve here, and the Fed's Board of Governors created two new entities, the Financial Stability Climate Committee, to focus on the broader financial system, and the Supervision Climate Committee, to focus on individual institutions. 
This matters because it means top officials are committed to regularly evaluating and responding to the threat, the threat of climate change. They're already working to ensure that banks embed climate change in their business decisions, analyzing exposures, identifying concentrations of risk and considering how to manage them over time. This is not just about climate change. This goes into ESGs. Now, let me tell you about the Great Reset's creepy youth movement that is going on. Um, And I want you to understand, this is not just the United States of America. This is almost every country on planet Earth, either coming to it on their own free will or being strong armed into it. We are talking about a global government not led by the United States of America. Why do you think we're being systematically dismantled? You cannot bring the world up to America's standards. You must bring America down low to the world's standards. That is what's happening, and it's really important for you to understand. As I've been saying a lot lately, this is going to come like a thief in the night. It is so far well underway, but you must be informed. You must be informed. Uh, We'll give you more here in just a second. So one thing you need to do is keep your family strong. Uh, Keep your family from eating the steady diet of this wokeism and crap that we see. I mean, I was listening to music the other day. Tell me, I mean, Martin Luther King said, you know, if you're going to have a revolution, you have to have a soundtrack. Tell me the music uh, that is supporting, supporting America, supporting good values, anything else, just something to strive for. Nothing, everything points our kids and us into the ground. There is something that you can do for Hollywood movies, television, and it is called Vid Angel. It is something that will allow you to censor or to filter is a better word, to filter the things out that you don't want your kids having a steady diet of or that you don't want in your home. VidAngel works with most movies and TV on Amazon Prime and Netflix. They have 12,000 TV shows, more added every single week. I want you to check this out. Try it for a month. They're going to give it to you for a dollar. They're so convinced that you're going to love this and you will use this all the time that they'll let you try it out for a dollar. Promo code BECK. A dollar for the first month. It's vidangelbeck.com. Try it now for only a buck. Vidangelbeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Okay, so people think that you are, our children are being indoctrinated into Marxism. But that's not really the goal. And a few honest teachers and teachers unions have been very clear. It is to make your kid into an activist. Okay, it's not about reading, writing and arithmetic is about indoctrinating them to get them to become an activist. Why is that so important? Because as the, and you've seen this with with Greta Thunberg, she's sort of the the epitome of this whole idea. They believe that they can use. There's two goals to this. The first, I think, is that they believe that they can use kids as a prop 
to try to get things done because kids are sympathetic. Politicians are not sympathetic, but children right. are sympathetic Correct. and they can go out there and they and they don't understand. They haven't been involved in these things for decades. They don't know who the players are. And so they're happy to go out there and protest in the streets and become activists and they're all too willing to do it. BLM is a very good example. There's lots of people that went out and because they said black lives do matter. I agree with that. But they didn't know that it's Black Lives Matter, Inc., run by a bunch of white people, many of them over in Europe, that were just sowing the seeds of discontent and taking all of that money. So they have they're not looking beyond the message. Now, uh, they are the World Economic Forum in conjunction with its global shapers, their youth activation uh, program. Uh, which has ties to Al Gore and his climate work, has just published a millennial manifesto that has six principles for activism. Uh, it's, I mean, when did the Davos people say, you know what we need, love? It's a, a manifesto for our children. But this is what they're pumping to our children. I just want to go through them quickly and stop me if if there's something you think needs to be put in. One, we will create space for intergenerational dialogue. That seems great. We'll ask big questions to advance bold solutions. We will pursue systems of change and collective action. We will build bridges within across communities to strengthen the structures that work and dismantle those that don't. Really important language. We will set ambitious goals and move from talk to action. We will focus on local changes that can lead to global transformations and celebrate our progress. We'll make space for diverse lived experiences. We'll embrace uncomfortable conversations. We'll surrender our privilege and give everyone a seat at the table. We'll engage to listen, understand, and co-create solutions. We'll create brave spaces for ideas to be heard, questioned, and challenged. Yeah, right. We'll recognize the complex intersectionality of social change. We'll, call, we'll care for ourselves, others, and our ecosystem. Right. What, what people need to understand is that there are literally hundreds of these groups all over the world with thousands of members, youth members who are being given this material and being trained by the World Economic Forum to become youth activists in the streets. And in other documents that the World Economic Forum has put out, they've said that the reason for this is so that these groups can put pressure locally on their political leaders to go along with the sort of Great Reset agenda. That's the goal of all of this. An international network of youth activists like Greta Thunberg who can go to their local governments and demand these changes in the streets and force these politicians to shout down children. It is why it is so important for you to act locally because they are acting locally. This is what really is happening. And I got to tell you, anybody who thought they were freedom fighters, you know, the 60s, 70s, 80s, whenever, you have the Davos people training your children in groups to help the, the biggest globalist George Soros types of the world who are flying out to Davos every year. You have them training them on what they have to do for fairness. It is insidious and it is everywhere. 
We will have more on this uh, in the coming days and weeks and the new book on The Great Reset uh, by myself and Justin Haskins will be coming out, I believe, in January. You need the facts on this. Thank you, Justin. Appreciate it. Thanks, Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. Let me tell you about uh, Relief Factor. Uh, Jeffrey lives here in Texas. He writes in about his experience with Relief Factor. He says, I I just wanted to send a message. Thanks. I am free of pain from my knee and my lower back, which means I can keep my auto detailing business going. And let me tell you, it was touch and go there for a while, but I'm back working hard. Thank you for telling me about Relief Factor. Jeffrey, uh, you get your life back and there is nothing better. And I know because it's happened to me. The reason you can't, you feel like you just can't go on is because of that stupid pain that just will, it's relentless. And it's like water on a stone. It just keeps dripping and eventually just wears you down. Get out from underneath that water and that drip of pain. Relief factor. 70% of the people who try it go on to buy more. I want you to try just it for, just try it for three weeks. If it's not working for you in three weeks, most likely it's not going to work for you. Take it as directed. And if it starts to work for you in three weeks, order more and see the difference. Get your life back. ReliefFactor.com. After checking off the first 37 names off the list, Glenn Beck will appear on Studios America tonight. Uh, don't miss it. Right before his new special, BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. I was going over the script uh, for tonight's Wednesday night special uh, with the writers, and uh, this was last night, and they have they put some facts in there that uh, shocked me, absolutely shocked me. Uh, tonight, you're going to see what the federal government they're 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 grabbing on to three crises that are going to change the world and going to change America permanently climate change COVID and January 6th Uh, January 6th has been uh, just just the facts on January 6th I do about 10 minutes on that tonight those will melt your brain it's it's stuff that nobody knows nobody has asked questions on uh, and you don't have a right to know it's if you think it's if you think things are bad, you need to understand what's really being arrayed against you. And that is uh, tonight. And there are things that we can do about it. And they're important that we do. And we'll give you that information tonight on Blaze TV, Blaze TV dot com slash Glenn. If you join us now, please support us. Uh, we are. uh uh, I, we are entering a very difficult uh, time period in our country and for broadcast and people like me. Uh, please support us. If you find anything of value, if you don't, that's fine. But if you do find something of value that we do, please join us uh, so we can help continue to get the word out at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and you'll save uh, on your subscription. Uh do we have Seth Rogen on? Because I'm excited for some comedy. Wrong oh. Rogen there, Glenn. It's Josh? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. man, he's got bad news Much better for us. connected, I think, <laughs> yeah. to the Trump uh, to the Trump White House and what's yeah. actually going on here. Yeah. Uh, so um, 
uh, Josh Rogan is a great writer. Not he's not political. He'll call them where they land. Sure. Um, and he had unprecedented access to the uh, White House under Donald Trump. And he said it was chaos under heaven. Uh, he said it was, you know, um, a, a an administration that was divided and split against itself and at war with itself. But he has an interesting uh, take on what General Milley is reported to do. And his sources are. Uh, meticulous. I mean, he really makes sure that what he has to say has been sourced uh, and can be backed up. I wanted to get his opinion when I I heard the news about Millie. The first person I wanted to hear from was Josh, and I'm glad he's on the program with us today. Hi, Josh. How are you? Great to be with you. So uh, this is a a really weird thing because we don't know exactly what happened, and I don't want to accuse... I don't want to accuse anybody because this is so serious. I'm kind of like, strangely, Donald Trump today who said, I'll believe it when I see it. But if it's true, it's real trouble. Explain what happened and what your sources are telling you. Right. So I have the same reaction. It's shocking if true. So I decided to do what I do, which is to call up who were in the room to figure, try to figure it out. And so over the past 12 hours, I've actually gathered up a ton of information. I'm happy to share that all with you and your okay. listeners right now. And basically, it's more complicated than the way it's been covered. Surprise, surprise, right? It's always more complicated, you know? And your intro is exactly right. If you remember at the end of the Trump, it was pretty chaotic. There was a lot of stuff going on. And all the different parts of the government weren't talking to each other. So, you know, what I've discovered is that, yes, there is some truth to the fact that uh, at that time, both in October and then in January after the Capitol uh, uh, incident, there was Mark Milley was making calls, not just to the Chinese, but to lots of other countries. And he was basically saying to them, hey, listen, I know you've seen some crazy stuff on the TV. Don't worry. Nothing's going to happen. We're going to be fine. Now, the details of what he said in those Chinese calls, that's what Woodward and Bob Cust- and Custer are trying to say is new, right? That, oh, he warned about we're going to warn you if you don't attack, right? Those details are in dispute, okay? And what's weird about that, of course, is that the only person who probably could have given that information to the to Woodward is Mark Milley, right? So why would he say those things if they weren't true? So it makes people believe that there's, those are true. But the larger context, and this is really important, is that he wasn't doing this all by himself, is that he was actually working with, at the time, Defense Secretary Mark Esper and others, but he wasn't telling everybody. So the White House didn't know what the Pentagon was doing. The Pentagon didn't know what the State Department was doing. The NSC didn't know what parts of the White House was doing. And now that this all comes out in a book a year later, it seems shocking. And everyone's like, oh, my God, how could that have happened? But if you pick through it all, you'll realize that some of it's true, some of it's disputed, some of it seems like it's not true. And in the end, what you've got is a very complicated story that can only be really resolved by one man. That's Mark Milley. The only way we can really figure out what Mark Milley said, you know, is talking to Mark Milley or that Chinese general. But I don't think he's going to return. Yeah, I don't think so. (laughs) So you have a a general, Mark Milley, allegedly calling what the book describes a friend for many, many uh, years um, who is in the Joint Chiefs role over in China an enemy country saying that we want you to know, uh, you know, we're not going to launch missiles and, uh, you know, we're not going to go to war. And if we do, 
if that's what's happening, I will call you and give you the heads up. That is so unbelievably. (laughs) That's the allegation. allegation. So unbelievable that that could have happened. And what's crazier is how many people on MSNBC and others are saying that's okay. I wouldn't condone that with Joe Biden uh, and Afghanistan. Sorry, that's not the way things work in the United States of America. How much of that do we think is true? Right, right. So it's really, it's really uh, important question because, you know, right. So we can say that the fact that he's calling people in China is not necessarily a scandal. That's kind of what people in his position do. The fact that he didn't tell people in the White House about it, well, that's kind of messed up. But again, it's not a, 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 a some sort of illegal act. It's just it's just him being him. You know, he thought he was in charge. We dropped you. you. Know, he, he thought he was in charge. Running, okay. He, th- he thought he was running U.S. foreign policy, and that wasn't his job at the time, and he's not supposed to be doing that. And that's the real question is, like, how much is he freelancing and how much is he conspiring with Nancy Pelosi to guide our foreign policy in a way that, the president of the United States wasn't aware of, and why is he doing that? No, and wait, wait, wait. Real- I think it's important that you stop and explain the Nancy Pelosi thing, because there was a story sure. that came out about Nancy Pelosi uh, that looks like she was read in on this. Well, this is also in the Woodward book. According to the book, according to the reports about the book, Pelosi called Millie and said, Donald Trump is crazy. He could do anything crazy. He might launch a, a, a military coup. Are you going to stop it or not? And according to the book... Mark Milley said, okay, don't worry, I got this. You know, basically, I, I agree with you. I'm not going to let Donald Trump launch a, a military coup or launch a nuke against uh, China, and I'm going to tell everybody in the Pentagon that they shouldn't let that happen without talking to me first. And, again, that sort of gets to the core question, which is, like, do we really think that was happening, right? This is the, the real breakdown in our discourse, in our society. And a lot of the, all the mainstream media takes it as sort of a, a, a just a, a, a truism that, that Donald Trump was capable of launching a nuke against China for some reason. But I was there, and I'm in the mainstream media, and I never saw any evidence that he was going to do that. In other words, we could, you can easily overanalyze over and overblow the, the, the level to, of, of, of what happened on January 6th and what happened on, in that, inside that White House. There, were some best, there was some crazy stuff that happened. But no, we weren't about to nuke China. So why is Nancy Pelosi telling the Joint Chiefs of chairman to that we have to prevent trump from nuking china maybe she wasn't you know being objective either maybe even mark milley wasn't being objective either maybe in those last days you know they lost their minds a little bit too like a lot of people so it's a judgment call and you know and that's why we have civilian leadership over the military so if we were at a situation where the speaker of the house and the joint chiefs chairman were trying to prevent the president from having control over the military yeah, that's crazy, but that doesn't mean that's entirely Trump's fault because I never saw any evidence that he was about to nuke China. So where did they get that from, and why are they talking about that? Why are they warning the Chinese about it? And 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 but by the way, that is not even if they really did think that that was going to happen, that's right. not their role. If they exactly. believe that then the general should put his stars on the desk of the president and say, "I cannot." 
work with you. I think you're a very dangerous man. Leave the White House, alert the press and stand there next to the Speaker of the House, who also believes that and present the evidence to the American people. The American people would not have stood behind a coup. Some would have, exactly. but the United States of America, we we are law abiding. We respect our system as long as we believe it's fair. But even when we think it's not fair, we want investigations. Um, this is not the way you run a constitutional republic. This is the way you run a banana republic. Exactly. And remember that after January 6th, Mark Esper wasn't there. So now at this point, General Milley, the, the, big, the head uniformed official in our military, is a, we're supposed to have civilian control over the military. He's doing, now he's doing this on his own. And that's not his job, again, if the reporting is true. And so, so that's all to say we've got to hear from General Milley. He's got to tell us what he did and what he didn't do. And we have to realize, too, that like, you know, he's become a politicized figure for sure. But a lot of that is his own doing. You know, mm-hmm. how, do, how, we're, how do we have 17 books with inside background quotes about General Milley's personal conversations about how General Milley saved the republic from the crazy President Donald Trump, right? That doesn't, that's not an accident. You don't have 16 books come out in the space of three months with all these General Milley, you know, uh, stories about how he's the hero and how he was the guardrails and we wouldn't even have a democracy if it wasn't for General Milley. And then everyone's, oh, why is General Milley politicized? Well, yeah, that's because, you know, he's been put up on this pedestal and the Democrats built this pedestal, right? They built it for a reason. It's because the, they, they, their January 6th hearings are coming up and they want Milley. They want him on that stand, right? This is what this is about for them. They're, they want to prevent Trump from running for re-election. And whether you're not, whether you're for Trump or against Trump, again, this is a manipulation of the system. And that's what I object to. It's not, Me too. I'm not saying Donald Trump did everything right. I'm not saying General Milley did any, everything wrong. I'm saying that we, the reason that we have institutions is so that the Speaker of the House and the Chief Chairman don't have to have a phone call about telling China we're not going to nuke them because that's not how democracy works. That's not how our system was designed. And, you know, what the Democrats will, of course, say is like, oh, well, this was an unprecedented situation because the president was like, it doesn't insane. matter. That's their argument. It that doesn't matter. That, that I don't even think he was clinically insane. Like, I don't agree with him on a lot of stuff. I think he did a lot of crazy stuff. But there's no evidence that he was about to nuke China. So look, they're they, taking... you can make the same case about Joe Biden right now. His behavior, everything he's done has been a detriment to the republic, in my opinion. He looks as though he's just looking for pudding 90% of the time. Now, that doesn't make that doesn't that doesn't give you the right to go around him and you evoke the 25th Amendment and you speak out and you present a case. You don't go around the elected right. president of the United States, period. I don't care who it is. And, and, and just on that point, but if you think about it, how must, how, much, how must President Biden be thinking about General Milley, who's still the Joint Chiefs Chairman, who now he knows is willing to do all of this stuff without telling the White House or telling everybody in the White House at least. Mm. And he's still, his, he's still in position. He's a highly politicized figure who went through all these controversial, you know, incidents. Did he handle them all perfectly? Of course not. I guess nobody would. But that's a problem for the Democrats. If they if they think about it for two seconds, they realize that now he's a huge. They've built him up to be this hero. They're venerating him as he's, the guy's like one miracle away from full canonization in Washington. And after that, 
he'll be able to tell President Biden to go screw himself if he wants to. And the Democrats will have a lot of trouble, you know, taking a sledgehammer to the pedestal that they just built for him. Josh Rogan, thank you so much. Um, it's uh, I appreciate your clear thinking and your even handedness on everything. Thank you I'm so just much. Trying to call it like I see it. I know, I know, and I appreciate it. Not a lot of people do that. Uh, columnist for the Washington Post. I don't know how, but he is author of Chaos Under Heaven. A must read. Josh Rogan. Thanks. Uh, sometimes the hardest thing to do is to say goodbye, and today. Seems like we just got started, and before you know it, it's time to say goodbye. And that's what I think about uh, every day around the time I take the last bite of that built bar. I slowly crumple up the wrapper to throw in the trash. Au revoir for now, I say. Oh, I, I'm getting a little misty-eyed uh, talking about this unbelievably great snack candy bar. It is a candy bar. I don't care what they say. I don't care. I don't care, Bilt Bar, what they call you. I don't care if they laugh at you and say, you're not a candy bar. To me, you'll always be a candy bar. Oh, sure, you've got, you know, high protein, but you also have real chocolate, low calorie, low carb, but massive amounts of taste, nine incredible flavors. <laughs> yes, I might say goodbye to this Bilt Bar, but I know there will be another Bilt Bar for me somewhere down the road, probably in about three minutes. Built Bar. You can find them now at Built.com. Use the promo code BECK15. Get 15% off your next order. It is tremendous. Tremendous. And there's part of me that is glad to say goodbye. Because I know there's another one waiting for me. Built.com. Use the promo code BECK15. Save 15%. Built.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck program tonight, the Wednesday night special. Um, the Capitol Police are morphing into a new arm of the intelligence apparatus, uh, transforming into a, quote, intelligence gathering organization. They're getting massive increase in funding and surveillance equipment. They're opening new offices now outside of the Capitol. Is this the beginning of a of a new national police force what what exactly is this and what is it that they're not telling us about january 6th there is a lot to talk about because there is a new federal government that is being weaponized against the people tonight you don't want to miss weaponizing crisis exposing the hidden hand after january 6th tonight at 9 p.m eastern on blaze tv and on youtube don't miss it tonight 9 p.m eastern blaze tv.com slash glenn this is the glenn Beck program